What I'm so curious to know is how you would categorize you as an influencer, <laughs> as a as a person on TikTok. What is your niche? Oh God, it's such a great question because I feel like it's all over the place. I I like to just tell people I'm a hoot of a time. A hoot of a <laughs> and time. That's, really, that's just my niche. I talk about, I'd say primarily people come to my TikTok and my profile to get a good laugh about dating and okay. just the journey of connecting with people and how chaotic it is in mm. our day and age. Um, but I also just release my extra personality and theatrical thoughts on TikTok and it's just kind of exploded into this amazing platform. Um, so it's, it's a really good time, but a little bit across the board. I don't think that's a bad thing though. You know, like, I don't think, I think people get so gun ho on having a specific area of focus, like having a niche. I feel like there are so many hats that people wear um, that you really shouldn't have to categorize yourself or put yourself into one specific box. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I agree. I don't like being put in a box. I like to be able to just express myself and laugh. And if people think it's funny, then. Well, I, lo I love this though. Pe people say I'm a mood from your I am TikTok bio. That's so funny. <laughs> your first viral video or the one that, that took off, that was the oh. one that you recorded from your breakup, right? Yeah. So, okay, walk me through the history of that. Like what really compelled you to be like, you know what, I got to record this. Let's document this moment and then share it with everyone. I'm so glad that I didn't delete that. and. I'm so glad that something inside of me just decided to make fun of the situation. Ultimately, um, I was I was dating this guy. Um, I just moved to Nashville, incredible guy. Um, but I found myself just in another situation where I've been in relationships that have just failed and you get the rug pulled out from under you. And I was so exhausted with the process of just dating and pain and heartbreak that I thought, I might as well try to make some comedy out of this because either I'm going to end up happy or this is going to be yet another just failed relationship. And yeah, so I, you know, went to his house to have this conversation and something just in me thought, why not film before and after? And I'm so happy that I kept that video. It was really hard to <laughs> have on hand for a few months really but then one day I thought you know what I'm in high spirits I'm just gonna do it myself watching this video and it went viral and I think it went viral because people just relate to that the reality pain and the authenticity of when life just sucks that's the craziest thing okay so wait the first video when you uploaded the before and after it was duet with you watching it it wasn't just correct. the before and after on its own you actually reacted to it to watching it that's how it was correct Yep. And I chose that because I, I knew that if I just uploaded it bare bones, people might not feel the freedom to laugh at it. They okay, would be okay. like, Oh God, is she okay? And so I wanted them to see me laughing and know like, Hey, I'm okay. And this is actually hilarious. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, laugh. that's the funniest thing is like, just you're cracking up the entire time. And I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> That you that really because it's it's a hard time to like laugh at yourself, but then it's another thing to like laugh with people that are also laughing with you in this right. moment. I right. thought that was hilarious. Like you're nonstop laughing. The funniest oh, yeah. thing for me, without any spoilers, is the plug for the coffee. Oh, oh yeah. 
Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. Oh right. yeah. Great time. Great time. It really took off from there. Like, was that, was that your first video you uploaded or was it after like a handful of ones that just you uploaded, but then that's the one that really took off? Yep. That's, that's definitely one of the ones that went viral and just okay. kind of launched the trajectory of, of TikTok for me. And um, mm -hmm. I had a few others, you know, obviously beforehand, but that was the one that I posted it, went to bed and woke up the next morning to millions of likes. It was just absolutely astronomical. So kind of a wild ride. That's so funny. All right. Before we get into more TikTok, I want to knock out this intro real quick. Um, here we go. I don't know how to. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me think for a quick moment. Cause I don't know where to start. <laughs> All right, viral sensation, TikTok oh. all-star, hashtag team goat, Midwesterner turned Southerner, Nashville transplant, uh, former <laughs> competitive athlete, high school, oh. not college, um, tech wizard, also goes by Jerry, Sometimes. Christiana Berkey. There we go. Wow. Oh, look, shade. And shadow. And shadow, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the show. Um, oh, thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, actually, I don't think I said that. Welcome to the Stay for the Stories podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Elijah. Going backwards for this episode, you just heard it. Intro, Christiana Berkey. Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about TikTok. How did you start the series? You have, so you have story time, and then you have... Uh, Things your future husband is going to question about you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. How did, how did those get started? How did those series start? This is genuinely, and this is why um, it's so difficult to kind of peg myself to have a niche because TikTok is genuinely just my thought process, which is very random and very weird. This is just how I think throughout the day. The uh, things that my future husband might question category, that just happened one day as I was looking in the mirror and I thought, I, he's going to be in for a ride. <laughs> and I hope that he has buckets of grace <laughs> for me because there's things that I do that Lord bless him. Um, yeah, it just, they all just kind of spur from random thoughts or moments in my day of just the way that I think. I'm, I like to think that I'm, uh, theatrical when it comes to the way that I process things and uh, I try to make most things comedy so that's yeah. so fun you really go into a lot of the story times about dating before we get into that let's chat through your background so you grew up in the midwest right yeah in Michigan yeah all right so before before trekking down to Nashville let's let's talk about your experience in Michigan um, and I want to touch base on your sports background. So what did you play growing up and what were your hobbies, passions, interests in athletics growing up in Michigan? Yeah, so I grew up in a really small town and the town that I grew up in uh, was Petoskey, Michigan. It's actually a very musically inclined town. So it wasn't so much, I mean, sports was huge too, but if you weren't in band or in some type of music, it was very odd. So um, I was in theater, music, bands, um, choir, all of those things. Um, and when it came to sports, I did track. I loved track. And surprisingly, despite how long I am, your girl can sprint. So okay. I did 
and long jump was great for me. Um, and that's what I did for sports. And uh, when high school hit, I just decided to put my focus on music. And that's kind of what took me into college and why I didn't continue with that. Um, but sports has always been just fun in that sense, because it's such a um, kind of a heartbeat of home. I mean, football and basketball and all of that, it was just what we did in, in growing up and watching those. So uh, great times. Do you have any favorite sports teams? I was born in Wisconsin. I love the Packers. Okay. If you, Here we don't, go. if you don't just, boop, you don't have to say, <laughs> I have a deep sentimental connection with the Packers. Okay. Same goes for, well, here's the difference with me and what grinds a lot of people's gears who are very involved in sports is that I get emotionally attached to sports, even if you're not necessarily a good team, right? I will develop different sentimental connections. <laughs> so I wish people hearing could see what was happening right yep. now. Yep, it's okay. If, for those listening, Shade is <laughs> ripping apart my sleeve and my arm yep. at the same time. And it's so hard to concentrate. I'm gonna put them up in a little bit. Actually, can I, I'm gonna put them up now. Is that cool? Give That's me one perfect. second. That guy is a handful. Oh my gosh. But you saw how He's he was. Cool, yeah. He was very serene in the beginning, but then yeah. he senses the the conversation happening and he wants yep. the attention. <laughs> yeah, no, he he just wants to be involved. Like he knows, you know, like he genuinely, like he has a sense and he knows something is going on. And he just wants to be a part of it. Um, right. But yeah, all right. Now I probably can never wear this shirt again because this this sleeve is so torn up. <laughs> all right. Um, so diehard Wisconsin fan. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's wild. What I want to talk to you about, your guitars in the background. You also touched based on theater, music, band. So walk me through you as a musician who doesn't know how to work garage band, but yet is a musician. <laughs> walk me through you as a singer, songwriter, guitarist. Yeah, with pleasure. With okay. pleasure. Thank you for that kind, kind reminder. Like I mentioned, I grew up in, in a very musical um, town, everyone was in bands. Um, and it sounds cliche and it sounds corny, but I promise you our marching band was really good. And it was kind of a big deal if you were um, in it and traveled and, you know, we competed and um, music was just always a part of my life. And um, I loved the challenge that music brought. I learned piano, um, percussion, guitar, and I would always do the same thing. I'd take one lesson and then I would say, I'm too stubborn, I'm gonna teach myself. And so I just wanted to teach myself as many instruments as possible. And that's still a goal to this day. So guitar is something that I just picked up when I was, gosh, maybe in like sixth grade. Um, mm -hmm. And I've been playing ever since. And for me, it's nothing that I do really seriously or professionally. Um, I just, it's how I process, it's how I get words out, feelings out. Um, just like someone would journal, it's kind of my, my outlet. So it's more of just a fun hobby for me than it is something serious, which is why I haven't figured out garage band because I don't have many songs produced, oh, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely just always a, a part of me. That's awesome. Would yeah. you, would you at all, like, have you ever thought about sharing more of that side of you? Cause you, you I mean, I think this is kind of a two-part question because the add-on to that is you already share so much with people. Do you ever feel like 
a part like that's the side of you that like you don't share as often or that even that you would want to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of the um, odd part of social media and having any type of platform, really. It's just you show people parts of you. And, and the weird part for me is that, um, you know, TikTok is a portion of my sense of humor, but I feel like it's kind of developed into this personality that I embody on TikTok. But then my Instagram and what I share on there is a little bit more of my sentimental side or my intellectual side. And I like to talk about the deeper things in life and what I really feel matters. So um, it can be kind of interesting to feel like, man, you you really have a spotlight on so many different parts of you. So I've thought about sharing, um, you know, more of of music and those things and I do sometimes on my Instagram but um it is just such a different arena that you're showcasing that in front of to some degree social media is all like a portfolio and even the different platforms you're on can showcase a different side of your portfolio or a different side of you and yeah so that makes a lot of sense I mean like I'm not on TikTok like I'm on there so here my background in profession is in uh, advertising and marketing but I specifically I specialize in social media advertising and marketing so like all things social media I have a firm grasp on so I have a I have a presence on TikTok just to be mindful of what's going on, trends, the latest yeah. and greatest, you name it. Um, but like yeah. I'm never, I don't post. I don't, you know, I can't. I don't know yeah. if I even can make a TikTok video and like how curated it is. I don't think I could do it. I'm more of a, and then I'm a photographer on Instagram. You see, so like there right. are different elements, uh, different elements to it for sure. Yeah, yeah, lots of ways to go, lots of freedom, lots of creative freedom, which is mm -hmm. very cool. Let's go back into you. Where did you go to school or like college? Did you stay local, like in the Midwest or did you go out of state? I, a little bit of both. So I went to college in uh, Michigan. I also went to college in Boston. So, okay, there you the go. East Coast. I see you. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, really traveled all over. So from Michigan to the East Coast, I lived there, um, went through school and then worked on the East Coast for a few years, wound up moving to California for a while, and then um, wound up just having some friends moving to Nashville. And I love change and I love exploration and exploring new places, building roots, you know, and foundations in new cities. And when I had some friends moving here, they invited me to come check out Nashville and I wound up falling in love with it. And it's definitely a place I could call home, but nice. I do miss the Midwest sometimes. It's a very different uh, pace of life. And um, I visit as much as I can for that reason. So good, good centering. What do you like most about Nashville? What made you fall in love with the city and the town that you said, I want to move here? Have ASAP. you ever been to a city that just made something inside of you go, love it here i, I mean it. hello i live in new york <laughs> you're talking to the you're talking you're talking to the texan <laughs> oh no so well this is a crazy thing this is well i don't want to get okay this is my my story again in advertising and marketing when i was back in texas i had the opportunity to go to the east coast or the west coast so i was interviewing in seattle and i was interviewing in new york and it was the first one that gave me the job offer which happened to be new york that i took immediately and said all right i'm out the thing about it was, I think I've maybe visited New York, but did the whole tourist thing like years prior. And I was there for like a long weekend, but did the tourist, the tourist thing, Statue of Liberty, Times Square, you name it, like all touristy stuff. Um, 
didn't really know where my office was when I accepted the job. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know anything about wow. New York City, but I just took the job. I, I, I knew in my gut that I needed to get out of Texas. Like that's especially in my career, or like what I was passionate about at the time was the kind of just the creative outlet and, and marketing and advertising. And that's what I went to school for. I went to school for, for business. Um, so I knew I had to go to either of the coasts, right, to get out of Texas. I got the job. I accepted it. I flew out the next weekend. In a matter of three days, I found an apartment and then started, moved and then started working in a long, in the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, started work. As soon as I stepped foot in the city and I was walking to work, it felt like I was in a movie. Like it definitely felt like a movie scene. It was surreal. At that moment, I knew I was meant to be there. Oh, that's so beautiful. But that's exactly what it is. And that's, I haven't experienced that sensation with many places. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely not California. I did not like California. Why not? <laughs> but Cali I just is cool. I don't fit in in California, just in general. <laughs> like body type image oh, personality. No. I just don't fit in in California. Uh, it just was not for me. It was square wow. peg round hole. So um, fun, fun fact, I'm from Cali. If you want to say that I was born there, military brat, moved around and then settled in Texas and then grew up in the South. Wow. So I've kind of been, wow. been a little, <laughs> a little that bit everywhere. That explains the copious amounts of plants in your apartment. Oh yeah. Yep. All of my, <laughs> all of my succulents and my, my plants hanging from the ceiling. That's what it is. It's my West coast blood. It's my Cali blood. It's the vibes. It goes great. That's great. I'm, I'm not hating on it, but there's just such a difference. And, and that's how I felt. Um, when I was in Boston, I felt that way. Just that sensation of like, wow, yep, this is, I need to be here. I will pay the price to live here. Um, and then I feel the same thing with Nashville. There's something uh, about it that is just, uh, it's like buzzing with opportunity. And when you go to the outskirts of Nashville, it just feels like home. You just want to build a home here in the middle of nowhere and sit on a front porch swing and become a Southerner. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's nothing like it. I mean, I, I it's so interesting. I'm in conflict with how I feel about uh, like the East Coast, New York City grind, like the hustle and grind versus like the Southern slow pace, more yeah. like lifestyle. Um, and for me, it's, yeah, I, I miss home. Like I miss Texas every second of every day. But like, I just know New York is exactly where I need to be right now. Will I ever go back? Maybe. But like my roots are in Texas. My roots are in the South, in Texas. Yep. But who I need to be right now, who I am right now is definitely more of an East Coast New Yorker, um, yep. especially with the things that I'm doing. It's weird. Yeah, but it makes sense. And then you just trust that, you know, there's always going to be a time and a place when everything kind of comes to this culminated, you know, rest of, of right where you need to be. But I think it's actually important to explore and get out and have those, you know, times that are just exciting and the hustle and bustle, it's vital. So do you like more the culture Southern lifestyle in Nashville? Or is it also a part of it, like the creative aspect to the city? Um, there definitely is a creative buzz, the similar you feel that kind of anything is possible, atmospheric sensation in New York there's a similar buzz in the atmosphere here where you just, you show up and you're like, do I want to be a country singer? Maybe mm. <laughs> you just, it's in the air and there's so many creatives here and so many incredible people. Um, and so you definitely, definitely feel that. Um, but 
I think that in general, I just, I've, I've fallen in love with the people, the locals that are, you know, from Tennessee, they're just so kind. And out of all the places I've lived, it's been one of the easiest to just kind of get plugged in when you don't know people and make friends and build community. So that's been great. Southern hospitality is a real thing. So real. I appreciate that. I love that. I want to do that. Well, that was one of my first New York City experience. As soon as I landed from the airport and I went to go to get my, uh, like, rent a car, the first thing, it was more of a statement, but he asked me, you're not from around here, are you? I looked at him weird and I was smiling and I'm like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, yeah, exactly. Cause you keep smiling. smiling. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you, I'm like, dude, what? yeah. Like, I'm happy to be here, man. Like, just give me my oh. car, please. But yeah, he called me out cause I was smiling and I never felt more Texan. I never felt more Southern than that moment. Never let that diminish. <laughs> so beautiful. That's how I felt in California. Just, I make eye contact and I'm very, I smile at people and everyone's just kind of like, why are you being nice? I just, I think that's the way to go. If you ask me. Have you ever done an open mic? Have you ever taken your music to the streets of Nashville? I haven't. I've thought about it. I have a few friends that are bugging me to do it. Um, and I could, I just, I haven't, I haven't, I don't why know. Not? Why. I don't know. I don't know. I think that maybe I, I put an unnecessary pressure on myself, you know, that I'm not a quote unquote musician, but people who perform here and do open mics, they're like, they've been doing this for years and they're wonderful and excellent. And, you know, their version of, oh, this is just a little ditty I wrote the other night is incredible. And then I'm like, here's a C chord and a G chord. <laughs> and oh. a little ditty. Um, so yeah, I think I, you know, I, I hold myself to a high standard, but you know, maybe one day I definitely, I love nice. performing in front of people. I love obviously with social media, I love being, you know, on some sort of stage and uh, whatnot. I really enjoy that. So maybe to come. Do you think it's like a, a feeling of imposter syndrome? Perhaps. Perhaps. Okay. I asked that because how you describe yourself as a musician for a long time, that's how I referred to myself as a photographer. Yeah. I picked up a camera and I was a point and shoot kind of guy and ignorance is bliss was my mentality for a long time when asked i would never say i was a photographer in comparison to other photographers here in new york city it took me a long time before i really accepted like actually i might be kind of okay at what i do as a photographer and then uh, i started to refer to myself as that well i'm being washed with wave of revelation so <laughs> podcast turn counseling session yeah that makes sense though absolutely wow what I'm gathering here is that you're going to sign up for open mic night tomorrow night at the <laughs> local bar. 6 p.m. See you there. You heard it here first. There we go. Tune in. Join. Buy your yeah. tickets now. Oh, yeah. Let's go. That's so That'll cool. If you did it, that'd be a, the best thing. Oh, uh, you know, what? I, might, I would fly down to Nashville to, a, to see that. <laughs> I would. You know. I, 100%. You know. 100%. Yeah. Um, so what kind of genre would you say you're in? Or is that one of the things that's like, it's not really in a bucket or in a box? It's tough. I would say, well, so some of my favorite and, and bands that I just kind of pull from inspirational wise, I love kind of folk Americana. I do like some country since moving here. I used to loathe it. And now I've developed an appreciation for it. Um, but I listen to a lot of like camp, 
Mumford and Sons. Uh, my all of my playlists are all over the place, but I really pull from kind of more folky Americana, some sort of ethereal, you know, tunes. And so when I write, I'd say it's more country folky, maybe. Nice. A lot of sound songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's how I process. So listen, if you like to cry. If you like to cry, no. Everyone's like, is she okay? <laughs> but I, I love that as like an outlet because that's that's contrary to what you, who you would appear to be on TikTok. You know what I mean? But like, it's necessary and appropriate, yeah. but it's also just very different. Like it's a different side of you. And I think that that's really cool. 100%, which is part of why, you know, it's just, it's such an interesting thing. And I, I received fascinating feedback in, in the DMs just about, oh, you're way funnier on TikTok. And I'm like, Ooh. yeah, cause that's, I mean, it's a part of me. It's a different thing that you're getting to access, but then, you know, there's other facets that I just want to stay true to myself and and things that I'm passionate about and kind of like we were talking about it's like it doesn't have to be perfect or clean cut or professional I just I love sharing little bits of who I am because that's who I am and this pressure to be something completely polished on social media is just a stigma that needs to get out breaking the mold though is a lot of fun you cause a lot of friction but doing it anyway just because that's who you are I literally love going against the grain. It makes me, I hate being put in a box. I hate trends. You will never see me do a viral TikTok dance ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've never ordered a pumpkin oh, spice latte. Like things I love just kind of oop, challenging. I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Everyone, everyone has ordered at least once in their life a Jacob, pumpkin spice latte. Let me tell you what I order. If I'm in the mood for a festive drink, it's a, now everyone's going to take it though. And they're going to, I'm going to have to figure out. Ooh, another it's drink. a secret. It's a secret. Christiana usual it's special. It's not pumpkin spice, but it, it's a festive drink that is very good. And you can get it at any coffee shop. That's what I order. Okay. I swear that I've never ordered spice latte. I believe you. I can hear it in your voice. Oh, I, I'll keep selling you on this if you need to, but <laughs> no, I want to ask, are you one of those people that that's like, if you tell me not to do something, that's what you're going to do. Sometimes. Yes. Okay. I, I am a rule follower to some extent, but I don't, it depends on what it is. Right. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. if someone says, Oh, you know, like social media, for example, like this is what you need to do, or you need to do X, Y, Z to grow your platform. I'm like, nah, I'm going to do this. And watch me. Yeah. I just, I love it. It's, it's a thrill, but I think it's just so important to do on kind of the other side of the coin. It's so important to learn your own voice and to make your own way. Be considerate, you know, be a good person. But I think that, you know, you gotta, you gotta pave your own way. I'm an advocate for like, or at least this is how I view it is paving your own path. Just don't step on anybody's toes to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Where is copyright that? <laughs> I might be paraphrasing from an already existing quote. For me, I love going against the norm. I love it. I probably prefer the harder, tougher route than anything else. Like that path is the one I want to take as opposed to the easy one yep. or the, yeah. or the common one. Yeah. Why does that fill your cup? There, 
is an element of like learning and knowledge that you gain from doing things the hard way. It's not like there is an absence of not knowing the easy route. Anyone can go through the same process, but I will steer clear of that path because it's one paving my own way. And then learning what I, I learn throughout that journey is going to be completely yep. different to 99.9% of people that just do the common thing. It's exactly it. There is some quote out there somewhere that I will not be able to recall at this moment, but it's something along the lines of, um, you know, who you want to be doesn't happen unless you're put into situations where you can mold yourself into that, right? So unless you're in situations where you have to decide, who am I going to be in this moment? How am I going to respond? How am I going to react? How am I going to problem solve? You'll just remain complacent and remain the same thing. But it's those moments in the process that just shape you and mold you and shift you. And you get to kind of decide who you become out of it. I could preach about this. I love it. I love it. I love it too. Tell me if you agree. What I love to do is I purposely will put my back against the wall for me to like, there's no way out to go. Like I have no choice, but to figure it out or like, but to pave my own path, but to succeed or to go. I will purposely do the thing that I'm most scared of to put myself against that wall, my back against the wall, because I have no other choice but to persevere. That's my mentality. That's incredible. Do you have an example? This is a good segue into you and your profession. Fabulous. I told you my story to New York City. I was working at an ad agency. And there's like traditional media and digital media. Traditional media is like TV, radio. That was my intro into advertising. I picked that up relatively quickly in like a few short months. I was actually teaching my mentors how to do X, Y, and Z better. So I picked that up relatively quickly, transitioned over into digital media, which um, is like whenever you're online, any Google search ad that you get, that's digital. Anything on on a computer, like when you go to a, a publisher, you can go to like the New York Times, for example, and they have all of these ads on all the side parts of the screen and homepage takeovers and you see all these videos and ads um those that's like digital media and there are different elements to it social media is one of them i transitioned over to learn that my passion at the time was in social media it wasn't my primary job but i would walk across the desk to that team and just look over their shoulder and like just take out all this information and learn i really taught myself social media um it wasn't my primary function. It wasn't my job. I just would free time. I like would be so quick to my work and get it done that any kind of spare time and free time I had would just go to the social media team and learn the ropes and just kind of shadow them. At some point, I felt like I taught myself enough that I put my back against the wall, quit that job and started two businesses, one as a digital brand consultant. And I really got into photography and wanted to pursue that full time. So I quit my full time day job put my back against the wall, started two businesses. And I did that for a better part of a year before I landed another job at another agency. Ooh, that'll do it. That's amazing though. And I appreciate that because I think that's kind of the, the perseverance and, and persistence and courage that so many people want to have nowadays, but we're just lacking and putting yourself in situations like that, where it's like, I've got to figure this out. Otherwise I'm going to be homeless. Like that's, that's huge. But like I said, that's, that's those moments make you who you are and, and mold you into just greater. So that's awesome. 
So you're next level. <laughs> no, yeah, I do things to the extreme, like everything physical, like running sports related as an athlete. Yeah. Like I push myself to the extreme to my breaking point. Like I bend, but don't break, but I flirt with that line. I just really, really thoroughly enjoy pushing myself to my full capabilities or the potential is what I always strive for. If wow. I think it, if I think I can do it, I have no excuse not to at least try to do that thing. Wow. You should write motivational speeches. I'm like, yeah, I go run right now. I'm like, get pumped. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that would be so cool. I want to egg you on to do an open mic night and to do your music. I thought you were going to say start a running podcast where we do a podcast, but we're running. You want to do it? I can start another podcast. We'll do it. I'll start a new yeah, show. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I'll bring my inhaler. Great. <laughs> inhaler? Do you have asthma for real? No, I don't. I actually would love to learn how to love running mm. i wait 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 you said you're a sprinter I oh, was a okay. Sprinter. okay long distance to be able to at the end of my day just go for a 30 minute run mm. would be incredible you're probably laughing inside right now like 30 minutes i'm but actually be... laughing inside and outside <laughs> that oh, would be man. great but i can't i'll go for a nice a little jaunt a little power walk um, okay but yeah, that's, that's the extent. Anyways. I don't want to forget about you as a professional. We can dive into fitness though. What are your current interests and passions into fitness? Because you do work out. You are an athlete. So walk me through your current interests and passions in fitness. Can you say that I'm an athlete? I You're an athlete. get clammy hands. You're an athlete. Yep. I'm dripping in sweat. <laughs> um, I, okay. So I actually just kind of was brought back into the world of fitness. Um, so I lift and I do bar, which is kind of a ballet inspired workout, very challenging, but I love it. And talking about just pushing yourself to the edge, it's the tiniest little movements and you're considering death over being in that class, but I love it. And it's been absolutely incredible. Um, and it wasn't until this past year that, um, I really kind of was battling with just not feeling good in my skin. And I was exhausted with work and not happy with my physique. And I hired a trainer and they absolutely revolutionized what I thought about fitness and lifting and just changing the way you eat. And it was night and day difference. I mean, as you know, when you start taking care of your body and you get over the initial hurdle of, I hate this, I hate working out. I'm sore all the time. And then it's incredible how amazing you feel and the clarity that you have and just kind of the centeredness you have and connectedness you have with your body. Um, so yeah, it's, it's become something really important. Even if it's simple, just going out, I try to go for two walks a day, one in the morning, one at night, just no phone unplugged, making eye contact. You're more of an athlete than I am. You do two a day workouts. I just do one run in the morning. So you're already a better athlete than I am. Yeah, we can leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool but that's yeah that's what I do I just think it's important to get out and I kind of grew up with that my mom would always say if you were having a bad day or even if you started getting a cold or something she'd say go for a walk just get outside go get fresh air go move your body and it's kind of something that I've always held on to so mm -hmm. I love it I was never a runner I grew up playing football I'm gonna blow your mind right now because you are a football a football fan so I used to I used to play inside linebacker in Texas, and then uh, at my university I played inside linebacker. So believe it or not, 
I weighed like 240, 245 when I was in college. Right now, I stand at like 150, maybe 140. I used to weigh between 80, 90, maybe 100 pounds heavier than I am right now, pure muscle as a football player. Where does that go? I'm trying to figure out where that goes. It was a very long and rigorous process to do a complete 180 as an athlete. That is unfathomable. So you played uni football. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I played inside linebacker my first year, and then I played free safety my second year, and then that was it. I focused on academics, graduated in my, in my third year. Wow, that's incredible. My journey to running didn't even start there. It was when I came to New York. Interesting enough, I was trying out for a football team in upstate New York. And to condition myself to get back in shape, I forced myself to run on the treadmill. Not defense. I wanted to go for offense. Out of like 500 or 600 people that tried out, I made it to the last 30. I just didn't make the team. That's really impressive. Well, that's it. Wow. Wow. For me, my mindset was two weeks. Like it takes two weeks to build a habit. And I've heard different people say different things. Like some say three weeks, some say 30 days, but in my mind, it was two weeks, two weeks to build a habit. So if I ran every day for 14 days on day 15, it's just like waking up and doing the normal routine. But I did that for about three months. Running became my habit at that point. And then after the tryout, um, it was such a habit, part of my morning routine that I kept up with it. And then fast forward a few years and that's where I'm at now. That's amazing. It's so incredible. And then you just, you notice a difference when you don't get your body moving or when you don't partake in that routine. And what I love about running and I can appreciate is that I feel like it's just this whole body focus, right? You're focusing on so many different things and you're breathing and it just really centers you. And that's what is really appealing about it. So incredible. What a story, what a journey you've been on. At the same time I picked up running, I became a vegetarian. Wow. Did you notice an impact, a change in how you functioned as an athlete? 100%. The best way I can describe it, because it's not even just about the weight, but it's, I feel so much lighter. When I started running, the lighter I felt, the better, not just in the types of food that I was eating or as healthy as I was eating. Now I can eat like a impossible burger and fries and a milkshake. I can eat so much food and that's the heaviness, but I'm going to burn it off tomorrow. Like I actually need that fuel. When I started running, I went hardcore, like no processed foods, no soda, candy. My general rule of thumb, even to this day is if it comes in a bag or a box, I won't eat it. That whole shift in nutrition definitely felt a lot better. I felt healthier. I felt cleaner in a way. I felt uh, lighter and that definitely added to building that habit, getting into running, and then eventually falling in love with both of those things. Wow. That's incredible. I love that. I always say too, just try to stay to the outside of the grocery store of the market. (laughs) As you go in, don't buy it. Just stick to the outside. That's great. But what about you? What do you like to do? So you did weights, you do bar. You briefly said like the combination of throwing in like dance mixes, which I think is funny because you said you wouldn't do any trendy dance videos yet you do dance pretty often on some of your tiktok posts you do get into a vibe and you do i get into a vibe but if anyone could replicate any of my dance moves i will personally pay you money (laughs) i dance i just move and i have fun and that's kind of the whole point is like i have rhythm, but I'm not a good dancer. And so I like just making little funny videos where I'm just vibing and having the time of my life and just 
remember and, and, and remind people to laugh and have fun with their day. Um, but yes, uh, no, no to the serious dancing. I took, I took a few dance classes. It was a joke. Not for me. I took up, I was the tallest person by a solid eight inches. And I'm just, I've never felt more, more pathetic in my life. <laughs> it's hard to miss when you're like tallest one in the class. It's hard to miss. Lanky. Yeah. You can't make things smooth when you're this lanky. It just, That's no, so fun. Nope. What I want to ask you is you co-own partner a business. What is that business? What do you yeah, do? Yeah, so we are um, never in my life did I think that I would be doing anything remotely close to this, but um, we're basically an online business, um, fully remote, and we are catering specifically to personal trainers. And we have a 16 week program that basically shows them and gives them the tools needed to start an online personal training business. Um, and yeah, it's been just absolutely incredible. And I've always had a passion for people and working with people and connections. So I just kind of fell into this through some mutual friends here and they ended up kind of commandeering my career and pulling me on board. And it's been great so far, um, a learning curve with fitness, but I think that also, you know, was a big, um, just asset to my, my passion for it and passion for health was just being around these people and you have to learn the lingo and you have to, you know, know what you're talking about. So, um, yeah, it's been revolutionary, but really great program. You get to meet amazing people. That's awesome. Is it local in Nashville or like Tennessee area? S sort of. So, um, you know, I'm here, uh, which is part of it. And another one of my colleagues, but I'd say mostly we're in LA. That's where, um, oh, cool. our other, the rest of our team is. Um, so LA and Nashville, that's where we are. Nice. Yeah. All right. So we briefly touched base on this before. What are you exploring now? I am incredibly entrepreneurial in the sense that I, I never feel satisfied with just having one role, one position. I'm always dreaming and envisioning what could be next and how to scale and grow. I'm also incredibly creative. Um, so the things that make me come alive the most are when I'm trying something new and I'm learning a new instrument, when I'm putting myself in situations like performing or being on a platform. That's definitely part of it. Doing things with my hands. Um, I paint, I write, I sculpt nice. a little bit. So just creative in, in all ways. Um, and I'm passionate about just um, business ideas. And so that's kind of some things in the works. I have a few books that I'm working on. If I could be doing that, wow. every day, that's what I would be doing hands down. A, a few books, like more than one book. You're in the process yeah. of trying to write a few different books. Nice. Yep. And I just, I need to get better at that, but that's, that's one thing that I'm, I'm working on. Um, and then a few other ideas that are catered towards pulling people together. I think since the boom of my TikTok and the attention that people seem to, you know, give when it comes to talking about dating and just being okay in the process of being single. I have a few ideas of just starting some sort of business or connection with, you know, singles all across the globe. And, you know, how can we have fun in the process and still have purpose and, you know, enjoy, enjoy our time. So all of this is happening in my brain <laughs> on a regular basis, while running a business 
Yeah. That's so funny. That's so relatable. Like I, I couldn't tell you the number of ideas that I have for myself and the things that I want to try to do. And like, I'm going to do it. There actually is no question that I'm going to do all of these things. It's a matter of uh, how and when. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's so relatable. How far are you in starting the business for you being someone's personal mover, uh, furniture? <laughs> What did I call it? Better than your boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just renewed my lease or I was like, I was in the process of moving. I would have hired you if I was moving. Um, but yeah, where yeah, are you at? Tell me it's a bad idea. It's not. It's the best idea. It is just so, oh my gosh. I, you know what? That's one that I genuinely could probably just start and, you know, just put it out there. Hey, I will help you. It's so real. It's so it real. real. Yeah. You're in those situations where you don't, and in New York, you don't have mm. a truck to pick up whatever you need to. Well, you have a truck. Yeah, I have a forerunner. So it's truck, SUV, whatever you want to call it. I do have a forerunner though. Yeah. That's hilariously ironic. <laughs> so I got out of my lease here in New York and then I was in Florida and I got the Texas homey feel and I, I like wanted my truck. I wanted a car. Yeah. I always had a car growing up. I wanted my, my car. And then I had this crazy idea to road trip across the country. So yeah. I just went to the dealership that day. I got a forerunner two weeks later, I road trip from Florida to Cali and back in like three and a half weeks. To Cali. That drives the worst. I, I couldn't do that again. This was the so fun, though, because uh, I was very fortunate to have never stayed a night by myself. So, like, I stayed with family and friends throughout the whole trip. There wow. was only one, one time in Vegas on my way to Cali, from Colorado to Cali. I stopped mm -hmm. in Vegas, stayed the night in Vegas, and then just kept going on my trip. But I stayed with all family and all friends for three and a half weeks, and that was, that was really fun. Wow. That's incredible. That would be an experience. Granted, I was just moving to California. So, you know, you're jam packed in your car. I had my little Jeep and pillows are in my face and you're just trying to get across the country, but it'd be fun to be a road trip. I, I salute you. I mean, I'm like one impulse away from taking shade and then doing another cross country road trip round two, uh, this time maybe starting in New York. But yeah, I'm so close. I want to do it so bad. That'd be amazing. And you should find someone to interview in each state. Ooh, interesting. So it's like across the country podcast. I could do that. I could do that. I love that though. I could travel. That's a good idea. I like it. So, yeah, yep. entrepreneurial mindset. So yep. sp speaking of though, and your dating tips, advice, sharing your journey, <laughs> tell me this, would you ever launch your own dating app or create your own dating app? A dating app? I've yeah. never been asked that question before. Wow. Um, see? see, look, our heads I are spinning. I'm right there with you. I got you. That's interesting. Okay. I've never thought about that. Um, and maybe it's because I've tried the apps in the past and I haven't, it's a way to connect with people, right? But it, I have not seen any good fruit <laughs> come from it. But maybe mine would be, more so about just connecting with people like just singles in your area uh but you do things together like there's events together or there's like big mm. movies in the park or things like that where you can just kind of in a very low stakes way mingle and mix with people maybe interesting and i'm your host that's the name of the app mingle and mix mingle and mix yeah wow Woo! 
should we go into business together? Yeah, we should for sure. I'm kind of thinking that this is this is it. I'll get investors. I may already have some. Let's do it. Like just say when and I got I will do it. Amazing. Oh That's my so, god. Wow. I can't believe no one has ever asked you that. Have you ever thought about it? Like until now? No. Never. That's a good one. No. Yeah. That's a good one. You should take a poll. Be like if we you started a uh dating app, would you sign up for it? Do you think that people would want another dating app though? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You said it yourself is like, you've tried it and it hasn't worked out. Right. So I think about the number of people that have the exact same experience and mindset that it just, you've tried so many of them, but it hasn't worked out. So if a new one comes in the mix, that is any way kind of different. Are you not willing to give it a try? I'm recruiting you to my sales team and I'm not even kidding. I'm taking notes right now. <laughs> I'm literally taking notes. That's Listen. fascinating. Oh, I love talking Listen. to entrepreneurs. That's fascinating. I do kind of do this for a living as well. So like, keep in mind, yes. Um, yeah, there's a story to be told for sure. Uh, an app That's to be created. Fantastic. Oh yeah, wow. Look at, look at this, look at us. Have you ever thought about doing an actual open mic night with comedy? Wow, like stand up? Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't. I get that from people all of the time. I just don't think I'm that funny, but, but I think it's because I'm just hanging out being myself, but I feel like there would be a pressure to have mm. jokes lined up and whatnot. And I just, I mean, if people want to sit and listen to me talk, yeah, heck yeah. Get a drink in your hands and we'll see what happens and see if, you know, it works out. If not, I'll just pass it off and Joe can come up on stage, but uh, Interesting. yeah, definitely. Um, that's a new, that's a new endeavor for sure. <laughs> One question that I had was, do you actually write jokes? Or like, would you ever do stand up and like actually do anything like that? That was, I was just curious. Wow. Oh, I definitely don't write jokes, but I I'm actually terrible at jokes in the classical sense. So I used to be a bartender way back in the day. And um, normally if you're a bartender, what makes you successful is your ability to just kind of banter with people and You've got a few jokes up your sleeve, but I learned very quickly that is not me. And more so it was just my charm that made me delightful and people would come to the bar. But um, no, I, I it's just not my area of expertise. It's really just talking and, and kind of like we were saying with TikTok, it's like, it still blows my mind that people find me funny, but it works because I'm just being myself. So that's great. It, you know, that's it's an overflow. <laughs> No, I get it. I get it. What's cool is when you find, I wouldn't say niche, but when you find the things that you're passionate about and interested in, like it's very hard to not pursue those things. Many people don't, but for those who do, you find it very natural in doing the things that you love doing. Yeah. Just with your TikTok alone to your surprise, how that has taken off. Right. It's like, but you're just doing you, you you're being you, right. like you're just doing right. your thing. And that, that is all like that purpose, right. It's like a per passion, interest, purpose, kind of all there yeah. in the same, in the same bucket. Um, and that is what it is. Like, that's what has taken you off, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like for me is, is right now sports athletics has always been a passion and interest of mine. Photography now creating content that I'm getting into more of podcasting, like all of these things now are things all just really that I'm passionate and interested in. And now I'm just doing them. You find yourself 
exactly exactly where you need to be this doesn't need to be a motivational podcast but um (laughs) is that is is so i find myself in like i'm in this position because i'm meant to be here the crazy part i would have never thought i was would have been a runner i never thought i would be behind the lens i never thought i would even be in front of the lens like if you ask me as a kid growing up i would have said all of these things and even where i'm at in new york like all of these things are where i'm at right now i would have never ever ever wow like thought I would be here isn't that crazy it's the craziest thing yep it's so wow. fun though like it's so fun it's so fun and that's I mean kind of a tangent but that's one of the reasons why it's so tough when you're young and you hit high school and it's like where are you going to college what do you want to do with your life and you just kind of blindly pick and hope that it turns out well and then I mean for me I went to art school I actually studied photography oh and- nice. you're like an expert what no, no, I, well, and it turns out I hated it. And cause I had no idea. And I just kind of looked at my siblings who were ahead of me and saw that they turned out okay. And so I'm like, I guess I'll go to art school. I don't know, but you really, until you kind of get out and start just exploring life and what makes you come alive, you don't really know because I would have, I mean, same thing. I would have never thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing, living where I'm living, uh, you know, having the type of content that I do when I was young, not at all. One thing that that stuck out to me when you were talking about you is going against the grain. I think that there's a huge restructuring that needs to happen in regards to failure and what that actually entails, because I think a lot of people would discover that if you just took the leap or took the, you know, step off the cliff, it's just a little shallow end of, you know, the pool, but you did it and then you get to explore. But everyone, I think, not everyone, that's a generalization, but a lot of people are afraid of, of failure. And I think it's subjective to each person, but um, yeah, you really, I mean, you're going to be okay. And you can always, you know, you're always going to have an avenue to go and it'll be okay. Take a deep breath. <laughs> I, I love that. I love failure. Like I love, oh, I love to fail. I can't, I don't know how else to say that because at the end of the day, it's like, I have tried. There's always something positive to be gained. Wow from failure it's not about the failure it's about the lesson learned folks oh my gosh i'm literally notes i'm not kidding you're spout full of wisdom my friend the number of things that run through my head all the time pretty much that's amazing that's amazing uh, what's your personality type oh i have no idea wait is that the the nftj thing um, I'm not as familiar with that one. I'd be curious. I'm a big um, Enneagram girl. Before it was a thing, before everyone got into it, I had already taken it. Okay. <laughs> we need you to were, clarify. You, you were and ahead then of the everyone curve. was like, what number are you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to associate with this conversation. Honestly, I have, I have no idea. What I do remember, I've taken a number of personality tests, but they all come to the same conclusion is that I'm pretty, um, I'm across the board. Like I have a good mix of everything. So there's not one thing that I'm leaning towards, which is an interesting, I guess, the result of the number of personality tests that I've taken. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, I think at the end of the day, I'm adaptable. So I can be like, I can be whatever I need to be in that moment or whatever, even to some degree, what other people need me to be in that moment. Oh, it's very yep. interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Last, last question here. We'll wrap it up. What's next for you? So 
you're currently, you have this, you have the fitness business, you're helping other entrepreneurs, other uh, coaches, trainers, you are leaning into your passions, you want to sign up for open mic night for country music, um, <laughs> you're thinking about doing comedy, you're going to start your own dating app, uh, you've already started the, the better than your boyfriend moving company. So what's, ne what's next for you? What's on the horizon? What are you working oh on? Oh my gosh. Wow. What a, what a cornucopia. I've turned out to be on this podcast. No, I would say that what's next for me is um, I'm really just, I'm leaning into, like you said, just the things that I'm passionate about that aren't necessarily my nine to five, right? Um, because I do, I just have learned that it's truly about what makes you come alive. Um, and I look forward to incorporating that into my life. So hopefully there's going to be some published books coming out. Um, which I'm very excited about. Hopefully there will be more creative content coming out that will make people laugh. Um, and then a few businesses that you can hit me up. Yeah. Just don't go. be weird. Just don't be creepy. That's all I ask. <laughs> okay. If I'm going to provide a service. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. For those who are just listening now um, that might not know you on, on TikTok or Instagram, go ahead and drop your handles. Yeah, it's literally my name at Christiana underscore Berkey. I do, I could spell it out, but we'll be here for a minute. <laughs> no, I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> That's it. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. You're having me. Oh, it was a blast. It was so nice talking with you. Stay tuned. More to come. As always, stay for the stories. <laughs>